Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The devil boy to take his hands off where they <laughs> take your hands off. Amen. Hallelujah. We knew that she would find it, didn't we? All right, Miss Nikki. There you go. Devil can't take nothing from you. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, let's get in. See, that was a simple solution. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, if you just dare to speak back to the devil, he let your stuff go. Amen. Let your kids go. You just got to tell him. Get in his face and tell him to let your stuff go. Amen. See, a lot, a lot of people are not taught to do that because they don't know to do it. Because the Bible says we have power and authority over the devil. Over all wickedness. Amen. Hallelujah. This is a spiritual thing. You know, the carnal mind just thinking, you can't understand this. You just have to receive it by faith. That's what, that's what the Bible says. It's about faith. Amen. Hallelujah. So the Bible tells us that God uses simple things in life. Why? To confound the wisdom of us. Amen. In other words, God uses simple things when we think, when we think he's going to do something extravagant. You know, we're looking for God to do something beyond measure, but it's just the simple things. Amen. And he uses simple things because we know that he's, we're looking for him to do something extraordinary, which it is extraordinary. It's a miracle every time something shows up. Every time we make Satan let something go, it's a miracle. Amen. Hallelujah. But what I'm saying is it's big to us, but it's such a simple thing to God. Amen. Because he's all power. These things are not hard for him. Amen. And we need to look at it like that. Because when we're asking him to intervene, when we're asking him to do these miraculous things, yes, they're miracles. But yes, they are also small things to him. Amen. Because he is all powerful. And there's nothing he can't do. He's Elohim. Amen. He's the creative God with all power. Amen. And so ask him, don't ever withdraw your petition to God. Because what the devil's going to do is tell you all them wrong things you did. But you know the Bible also says agree with the adversary. Yeah, devil, I did that and I might mess up again. But my God is faithful. He's faithful and just to forgive me of all of my unrighteousness. Amen. You got to hit him back with the word. Jesus did it. And you have to do it too. If you're going to survive on this earth at this time in this day, you got to hit him with the word. You got to know something. Amen. Because if you don't know, he'll take you down the tubes. Well, why do why people die? Because they don't know the word. Amen. They don't know the word. They don't know their authority. They don't know the benefit package that they had. When Jesus went to the cross and he nailed sin, everything that you could do wrong, everything you could think wrong, he nailed it to the tree. Amen. So the debt has been paid. For you to walk free, is it fair? No. But Jesus made it fair. Because he loves us so much, he died for sickness and disease. But the thing is, you've got to believe it. It's so simple that it's hard. You've got to believe and trust that you qualify for forgiveness. 
Amen. And the devil's going to tell you you don't. But he's a liar. We already know his, his characteristics. He's a liar. And the truth is not in them. The Bible says that. So you have to make a choice to believe God. Make a choice to trust God. Make a choice to exercise your faith. This is how people get things. Trust in God. Amen. And most ch- churches just don't, they don't teach it. Amen. So, but everybody is on their own to learn about God. You open your Bible, you'll learn about him. Amen. So don't, don't ever think that God is not with you and he's doing, God is, is awesome in his righteousness and in his magnificence. But these things are small to him. It's nothing for him to give you what you ask. And quickly, too. Amen? See, what you expect, you get. Amen. If you expect God to come through for you, he will. He'll come through when you even don't expect him to. Amen? Keep thanking him. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. So the Bible says that God uses the simple things to confound the wisdom of the wise. Those who think they are wise. Those who think that they are causing their salvation to work. Are you here today? Those who think that their salvation and their righteousness comes from them. Righteousness comes from him. Through grace we are saved. Amen. Hallelujah. So in other words, the grace of God, God and his grace and his mercy, it hovers over us. And when we come up short, grace kicks in, amen, and makes us whole, enables us to live righteous. It's not by our, uh, what's that? It's not by our ability. It's God's ability. And if we know that, You know, when you receive forgiveness, it's easier to receive when you know that it's not you, but it's him. Is that making sense to you? Amen. And so the devil wants you to think it's you. It's your ability, your power, your magnificence, your wonderful, and all of this. And this is how people get in pride. And pride comes before the fall. But God wants to confound us. That word means to cause surprise or confusion, to astonish or to amaze us because he wants us to keep thinking he's wonderful because he is. Amen. Hallelujah. It also means that word confound means perplex or bewilder us. It also means a sudden disturbance or surprise. So God wants to surprise us or keep us on our faith toes when he does something, when he comes through for us, because it's not about our ability. See, that's when you get into religion is when you think it's all you. I'm this. I did this. I did that. I'm wonderful. And that's when you fall. Amen. But when we understand that it's God's ability in us, amen, that his son paid the price for us to do right and be righteous, amen, then you receive this righteousness and it's accounted to you in heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, that that didn't go through real good. 
but it's still true. <laughs> See, you have to receive. You have to be a, a person. You can condition your mind to receive whatever this Bible says. You can't take a little bit of it and not take it all. Well, I agree with that. And then you're not a believer. Amen. Believers swallows a whole enchilada of this word, whether you understand it or not. That comes. But you have to receive it and believe it. Amen. Hallelujah. So God wants to confound us so that we don't think it's us that's doing all these good things. It's him. All we do is we, um, what's that word? We cooperate. Because we do have a part to play in what God is doing in our lives. But it's, it's not our ability. Are y'all here today? It's his ability. And he does it through us. Amen? Hallelujah. Now that word simple means easy to understand, clear, plain. God uses a simple thing. He uses the clear. When he gives us direction, or like sometimes you say, I just want to hear from God. I just, he already told you. Clearly and plainly. He spoke concisely to you. You missed it. Are y'all here today? Amen. He speaks to us clearly. Amen. It's not complicated. It's not elaborate. Not difficult to understand. We miss it because we're in the natural. We have carnal minds. So you have to have a spiritual mind. Or be in the spirit where God is. How do you do that? By getting in the word, worshiping God for a change. Giving him a little bit of time. <laughs> Y'all know it. Giving him some time. And then when he throws something at you, you catch it. You receive it because you're on point with him. And not so much the carnal things going around you. Not so much your surroundings. Because the Bible says we are in this world, but not of the world. We're not of this world. We're spiritual beings. If you are born again, you are a spiritual being. That's why the world don't like you. I don't care how much you act like them. They chew you up, spit you out, because you're not in of this world. Amen? Romans 12, 2. Read it. We're in the world, but not of the world. And that's why the Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, the only thing like this world is how we think. We have carnal thinking. That's all. Otherwise, you're a spirit being. Amen. Hallelujah. You're in the world, not of the world. And that's why when you're sick, symptoms are on you, not in you. And that's why you can speak to them, speak to the symptoms, and then make them go. Because you have authority over what the devil's trying to put on you. He has no right. See, people are not taught right about healing. You know, you don't, you, it's like a coat that you wear, the anointing, the power of God. And the devil will throw something on your coat called sickness to try to make you pull that coat off. Try to, he tries to infuse his evilness into your coat, your cloak, I should say. Amen. Did, that, did I screw it up? <laughs> Is that okay? 
And so you, what you do, you have the power and the authority in your mouth to tell that thing, get off of me in Jesus' name. But everything has to be in Jesus' name. Amen. And when you speak, that's called speaking to the mountain or speaking to the symptom. When you speak to that symptom, it has to go. Amen. Well, a lot of people say, I spoke to it. You got to believe that it heard you. See, they, oh, I'm still sick. We hear that all the time. You ain't sick, you heal. Go do what heal people do. Sooner or later, they get up because they see it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> see, it's all in here how you think what you've been taught. So they'll get up and start doing what heal people do. And when they do that, that thing drops off of them. Sickness goes. Amen. Illness goes. Infirmity leaves. And when you go back to the doctor, they say, well, you know, we don't see that tumor. Yeah, I know, because I cursed it in Jesus' name. See, if this stuff, if you don't believe it, it won't work for you. If you believe it, it'll work for you. Amen? If you're going to go, you made a decision to go to the doctor, if you've already started with the doctor, you tell, ask God, meet me at the doctor's office. Don't let them find anything in my blood, in my body. Because you have Jesus' blood pumping through your veins. It's pure. It's holy. It ain't nothing in it. The only way something can get in there is if you believe the big lie. Amen. And the devil's going to do it because that's his job. And he's on his job. You get on yours. Amen. Not saying you won't get sick. Just saying it won't kill you. And it has to leave. Because we have power and authority in our mouths. That's why you have to watch what you say. You know, I like playing sometimes, but you got to be careful of your words. Because the devil used to be in heaven. He's a fallen angel, and he knows the, the spiritual rules. And so when he catch people having a loose tongue, he can take that word. And he puts it on the shelf because the Satan's have got a long memory. God's memory is short. He keeps short accounts of all your wrong. Amen. See, what we do is we let the devil remind us. When you need to tell him to shut up, I've been redeemed. I'm forgiven. Amen. Hallelujah. But the devil is always going to remind you what you did last night. You know, what you, that's how he rolls. Amen. See, this is how we get out of sin and stay out of sin, by practicing being clean and washed by the blood of Jesus. You, you keep doing that, and then that's that feeling of shame and that feeling of guilt will let you go because it has to. I don't know where I'm going with this. Amen. And so we have power and authority. God has given us power and authority, dominion. And that means that you have the last say-so about your life. You have the last so say about your kid's life. I don't care how old they are. Amen. You go get them. Bring them on back. Amen. I believe in going fishing and reeling them in. You don't let the devil have your kids. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so we have to have trust and faith in that that word is true. You got doubts, 
this won't work for you. Amen. But I tried anyway because I tried it anyway when I wasn't sure. And then it started working for me because the more I tried it, the more it worked for me. Amen. Hallelujah. You have to use your mouth and don't use it for foolishness. And anything that you, when you wasn't in your right mind, you ask God to go and get those words and bring them back and bury them. Amen. So that the devil can't bring any of that stuff to pass. Because he will if he can. He ain't your friend. He just ain't. This is his job. But it's our job to guard yourselves against him. Guard your heart with all diligence. Work against what Satan is trying to do. Because God gives, your life is a a blank ticket. And you fill it in. You fill it in. What you say you can have, you can have. What you think you can have, you can have. Whatever you say you're going to be, you're going to be. God's going to help you be whatever you want. See, you know, the devil's got this thing twisted. He makes us think God is our biggest opponent because he, that's how liars do. <laughs> What's that, that, that thing Jasmine does or something like that? That's what they do. He lies. He puts his guilt and his offense on God. And a lot of God, are, people are sitting up mad at God for something he never did. It's, not, it's out of his character. It's out of his character to hate you. It's out of his character to be against you. It's out of his character not to love you. Amen. He made you in his image. He didn't have to let you live. He saved you from the last almost catastrophe you, you caused. <laughs> out of his character to do anything evil. See, the Bible says good and evil can't come from the same source. He's either good or he ain't. But see, when that time comes, everybody calls on that name. Thank God we know how. You know why? Even the biggest atheists call on that name. Because there's something, when God created us, he put something in us. Amen. Because of how we were created, that we know the creator. I'm an atheist. I'm a Catholic. Don't talk to me. I'm talking to you. I'm going to talk to you because you were made out of the same clay I was made out of. And your name is somewhere written somewhere. And you're going to hear the gospel before it's too late. And you're going to receive it or you're going to hell. Well, ain't no hell. Wait and see. Amen. See, people believe all kind of crazy stuff. Well, they pretend. They really believe the truth because they're made in the image of God. Amen. Enough of that crazy stuff. Amen. So God wants to surprise us. What does that mean? He wants to use the simple things, and that's things that we don't think he'll use to bring you your miracle. Things that are easily understood. His instructions are concise, not complex. They're not difficult to understand. Well, I'm still waiting on God to speak to me. You missed it. We all miss it. Because we're, look, it's, it's this. This is the message of my message for today. We look at God. We expect him to come one way. He comes another. 
that's what he does to confound us. Why? Because he doesn't want you to think it's you calling the shots. Because you ain't. It's him. Amen. Hallelujah. So he'll come any way he wants to come. But he still comes for you. And blesses you. Brings you out again. Amen. Bless you again. Why? Because he's heard the prayers of the righteous. Amen. And he responds to it. Because he loves us so much. Don't ever think God's not with you. That's a lie from hell. If he wasn't with you, you wouldn't be here today. He's with you. The devil doesn't want you to think it because he's working on your case. Amen. Amen. So why do we have such a hard time communicating with God or understanding his instructions? Because we think they're supposed to come a certain way. Amen. The Bible says in um, Job 33, the prayer you pray. He said he speaks to man first one way, then another. He don't have to come the same way all the time to make you feel comfortable. In fact, he don't want you to feel comfortable with him. Amen. He wants you to reverence him. So he speaks, but he speaks in ways that we don't think he speaks. Now, if you're on tune with him or in tune with him, you hear him when he speaks. You hear those instructions. You don't miss them. But if you're expecting God to come through the back door, he'll come through the side door because you think you got it all together. We ain't running this. Amen. Someone bigger, smarter, wiser. More powerful is running this show. If you, belo- if you belong to him. If you don't belong to him, then you're running your own thing. And that's why most people don't serve him. Because they want to be the captain of their ship. Amen. But of course, we know those, those ships always go under. And you cry out. Why? Because God Almighty is running your show. Whether you want him to or not. He's running your show. And thank God for him. Amen. But we always think we know which way God is coming. And then we say, he don't hear me because of reasoning. Reasoning. What's reasoning? Try to figure out. Trying to understand everything with the carnal mind. You cannot understand spiritual things with a carnal mind until you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12:2 says to be ye transformed by renewing your mind and then you'll think like God and have the mind of Christ which is your rightful inheritance. Amen. But you won't think like him. You just think you know everything and think you're running everything because you ain't dealing with God. You're just dealing with carnal matters. Are y'all here today? Hallelujah. And so God doesn't come the way you expect him because he wants you to know who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Amen. And that's God. The Bible says he's Alpha and Omega, first and last, the author and finisher of your faith. Amen. Hallelujah. And he stands in authority of you. He has angels watching over you to speak life to you. Amen. The Bible says that the, these angels that are dispatched won't even allow you to, to, to dash your foot against a the stone. They watch over you. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. So we have to trust him. Amen. Trust him. Trust that name. You know, Jesus was tempted after he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. He was on the mountain praying. Here comes Satan. Knew Jesus was hungry. See, if all of you that don't think he was hungry, think again. You tried not eating for 40 days and 40 nights. But he was Jesus. He came as a man, just like he had the same hurts, wounds, feelings. Amen. And when the, the devil told him, see, he's always trying to take advantage of people. He didn't think Jesus was thinking clearly. He said, hey, why don't you jump off that building? See, how many people have he said do that and they did it and they splattered? He says, jump off that building. He says, won't your God catch you? Go ahead and do it. And, the bio, and, and Jesus told him, thou shalt not, shall not tempt the Lord thy God. That means don't be doing He can catch me. But you don't be doing nothing foolish like that. Amen? Just to see if God's going to come through for you. That's foolishness. Amen. Hallelujah. And so Jesus gave him that word, and he went on away about his business, the Bible says, for a season. Because he always come back. He don't leave people alone. So you don't leave him alone. Amen. Keep messing with him with that word like he messed with you. It's the only way to live. Because after you've done all that you know to do and after you've done it all yourself, you still got to come back to God, his wisdom, his ways. And ask for wisdom. The Bible says if you ask for it, he'll give it to you. Ask for wisdom because he'll give you wisdom. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 94. Hallelujah. Psalm 94. In your handheld devices. <laughs> I'm not going to say turn in your Bible. People look at me like they're crazy. And you better not be texting nobody. I'm hip to y'all. I just want to answer this one text. Tell them you, you in church and they need to be here too. Here's some truth. Amen. Psalm 91, verse 11 says, the Lord knows the thoughts of man. Are y'all here? It says that they are futile, futile. And that word means useless and vain. Amen. So the Lord knows the thought of man. So do you really think he's going to operate out of our thoughts? Because God's thoughts are higher. Amen. He operates out of his own thinking. Thank God. God doesn't think like mere man. He's almighty. And his thoughts are higher. The Bible says his thoughts are higher than ours. Amen. Let's go to Jeremiah 29. You ought to know what that, what that is. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 29. Verse 11. We'll go to Jeremiah 21st, because you have to pass that. Oh, I mean, you have to repunch. <laughs> Jeremiah 20, verse 11. And it says, but the Lord is with me as a mighty, terrible one, an awesome one. That's what that word terrible means. It says, therefore, my persecutors will stumble, and they should not prevail. See, how do you think God comes through for you when people are messing with you? 
God fights for his Christians every day. He's only going to sit and watch evil people mess with you for so long. Amen. Then he drops the hammer. So when you're being abused and being treated badly by man, remember Jeremiah 20:11. It says, "But the Lord is with me as a mighty, awesome one." That means in some Bibles say terrible one. Therefore my persecutors shall stumble. They will not prevail. They will be greatly ashamed for they will not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go over to Jeremiah 29. Didn't have anything to do with the text, but it's good to know. You need to know. <laughs> I saw it. I liked it. Jeremiah 29:11. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. And this is God speaking. He says, He knows the thoughts that he thinks toward you says the Lord's thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope. So in other words, God is saying this, what you think I may think of you, I ain't thinking that. Amen. That's why I use the simple things to confound your thinking. Because I'm not running this show like you would because you mess it up. He says, I know the thoughts that I'm thinking towards you. They're thoughts of peace. Good and not evil. To give you an expected end. What is that? A future and a hope. Jeremiah 29, 11. Hallelujah. And you will seek me and find me. Did God say you will seek him and find him? Well, believe it. How many times have you thought, you ain't hearing me, God. You, you, you left me, God. There ain't no God. That's where all this is leading. That's where the devil is guiding you to there ain't no God. You know what uh, Proverbs 14 says? I think it's 14.1. He says, the fool says in his heart there is no God. The fool. I told somebody, it's my brother-in-law. He was only 21 years old. And he said it was no God, and he had cancer, because he thought because he had cancer there was no God. And I tried to tell him. So I turned to the page, and I read it to him. He said, it doesn't say that. He could barely see, because his best friend shot him in the head. And he couldn't. It messed up his vision. He had very poor vision, so we gave him his glasses. And he wanted to see it because he didn't believe that was in there. Because he didn't think there was a God that let this happen to me. No, your mom wants to take you to church all the time. And you want to hang out with your friends. And your friends took his paycheck. He got this good job, finally. And he told him he wanted to take him to the bank. Is my husband's younger brother. He told him, don't go lead him alone. Don't go lead him alone. Wouldn't listen. Until his friend took him to the bank, took his check, and shot him in the head, but didn't kill him. Because his wire-frame glasses blocked the, the, but destroyed his vision. And so, I was reading the Bible to him, and it says, The fool said in his heart, there is no God. And I was a young girl. I didn't know. I was a Catholic. Went to Catholic school, you know. But I knew God just enough to minister to him. And he said, I don't believe that says that. It doesn't say that. Let me see it. 
So he put his glasses on and he looked at it. And I read it with him. He said, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. And he says, that's what I thought. I said, I know. You see why things happen to people? But he, he said, as soon as I get up off this bed, I'm going to church. Which he did. But see, that's what the fools say. Amen. Hallelujah. You can't believe every thought that roll around in your brain. That's why God doesn't do things your way. He doesn't come for that wrong thinking. Amen. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. God says, I'm not confused. You're confused, but I'm not because I know how I feel about you. I created you. And if people would do things my way more, put me first, I'll show you how much I love you. I'll show you that I am with you. See, we fight with God in our minds. Why he let this happen? Why he, We let stuff happen. He's given us power, authority, domain. Listen, when Jesus died on that cross... And he gave up his ghost. You know why he did that? A lot of people think, well, he was helpless. I had this one, uh, well, there's was another in-law of mine. You know, they were really outlaws. And he said, <laughs> he said my husband's uncle said, if Jesus was so real, he would have saved his own blank. <laughs> and I was just disturbed. I'm like, what did I get married into? And I said... You better be glad he didn't save his own. I say, because if he did, if he saved himself, you wouldn't be here. Amen. Died of cancer. But when he died, he was calling on Jesus. Thought you didn't believe he was real. Thought he couldn't save his own self, so he can't save you. Amen. Got up out that bed and lived a few more years for God. For God. Amen. Happens to all them diehards. God knows how to break you. He's not trying to break anybody. But we bring bad stuff upon our, ourselves. Amen. We bring it on ourselves because we don't trust in him. We don't trust God. Amen. You got to trust him. You got to trust that this word is true. Amen. And it's real for you and it works for you if you believe it. If you don't believe it, it won't work for you. That's why it doesn't work for most people. You see why God doesn't speak to us in our language, so to speak? His thoughts are higher. He says, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. They're thoughts of peace. God does not have bad thoughts toward anybody. Why would you create something and and think badly about them? Amen. The fool says in his heart there is no God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's go to Psalm 40. There is a God that, that watches and sees. Amen. Psalm 40, verse 5. 
pages sticking together. 40 verse 5. It says, Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works which you have done. And your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak to them, they are more than can be numbered. Amen. I'll read it again. Many, O Lord, O God, are your wonderful works which you have done. Everybody in here can say God's done something great for them. Amen. And all of you that can't, he woke you up this morning. You can walk. You can talk. You know how many people are hooked up to hoses in the hospital beds? Amen. This girl that got hit, had that accident, clinging to life. Why'd that happen to her? Because somebody wasn't on their watch. Amen. But these things happen. The devil made it happen. He hates people. This is the stuff that he does. That's why all the more reason why we need to serve God with all of our hearts and with all of our soul. Need to serve him every chance you get. Amen. Hallelujah. Really learn how to worship him and, and serve him. And obey him. It's a practice. You put it in practice and it's a habit. You start forming that habit. You won't want to live any other way. Amen. But you know, you got to make the devil get up off of your case because he desires to sift you like wheat. That's what the Bible says. Can we talk? He has nothing good for you. He wants to sift you like wheat. And he usually does. Inch by inch. Moment by moment. Hour by hour. This is how he rolls. Amen. But in verse 5 again, it says, Many, O Lord, are your wondrous works. Hallelujah. And it says, And your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. God has so many good thoughts towards you, even in your raggediness. Even in your, (laughs) your, is that a word? Even in your shadiness. He loves you. Amen. Now, who's going to love you in your raggedy shadiness? Nobody. Nobody but God. Amen. People, you can't expect that out of people because you get too raggedy and too shady. They're going to haul you off the court or the jail or both. Amen. Y'all know it's true. Yeah, I thought she loved me. She loved you. You in jail, bro. Amen. That didn't go over well. But it's still true. Hallelujah. Amen. So it says that the wonderful thoughts that God has towards us cannot be recounted. Too many. It says, and if I would declare and speak to them, they are more than can be numbered. In other words, there's no ending to the good thoughts that God has towards us. Amen. So we must trust in God, trust in his plan for you, trust in his purpose. Well, God may not give me what I want. Well, why don't you want what he wants? That's the problem. See, let me tell you, most desires, you know where desires come? Desires come from God. He puts them in here. I want a big car. Well, he put that in you. He know you like nice stuff. Amen. He put that in you, but, it, but you know, in due season. See, that's the part people don't like. I want it now. He know that's why I ain't giving it to you. 
you gotta you know you gotta be able to maintain and keep what's the use in having something if (laughs) they're gonna what's those people put that thing repo put that bucket on your that boot on your on your tire god ain't crazy he just he just loves you amen hallelujah so god wants to defy the logic of man he wants to defy your logic amen you stay up he ain't ain't coming up he ain't coming that way well i want god i've been praying for him and some and i want him to do this he ain't doing it your way because your way don't work with him your way works for you not really your way don't work for you because at the end of your way is trouble amen god ain't gonna do your stuff your he'll do it but not your way he'll do it but not in your timing you can't tell him what to do well he ain't real well we'll see amen that's you know that last truck that almost hit you he's real honey amen people don't know what they're saying god is a real he's real and he loves you god wants to defy man's logic and this is why he uses simple things to confound our wisdom he uses the simple thing god is very easy to understand well i don't understand him i don't feel close to him you don't seek him the bible says seek me you'll find me well i'll be looking for him yeah in your own little time frame honey he wants to be first got to put him on the top of the list not on the bottom of the list that's why you can't find him amen he wants to be found you know the bible says in psalms it says like a deer pant for water that's how you search for him you got to want him this ain't a game it's real hey like a deer pant for water in the stream you pant you hunger you thirst for righteousness for righteous sake you follow god he he's not a half heart when you want something from him you don't want his leftover amen the pot liquor you want the you want the what's the greens right you want the greens you don't want the juice well that flew right over they know what i'm talking about they just pretending like they don't that's all right that's all right it's still funny oh devil (laughs) no they was just eating greens last night well i had a salad and a steak amen god gave you that too we need to think higher set our minds on higher things that's in colossians 3 2 if we'll turn there got a rough crowd today (laughs) that's okay I love you. Hallelujah. We need the Amplified. Do you have that in the Amplified? Uh, I don't know what y'all laughing at. Okay, Colossians 3 2. Mm hmm, 3 2. Sometimes I like that. Well, I always do amplify once. Okay. 
Colossians 3, verse 2. It says, and set your minds and keep them set on what is above, the higher things. Y'all thought I was just out here talking? I'm talking Bible. It's not my idea. It's God's role. Amen. It says, set your mind and keep them set on what's above, the higher things. Amen. If you want to keep receiving the lower stuff, keep your mind there. But if you want higher, if you want better, fix your mind. The Bible says, set your mind like a clock. So when, when you start thinking wrong, it goes off like an alarm. Set it. Amen. Set your mind and keep it set on what's above. Colossians 3, 2. Write that down. The higher things. Not on things that are on the earth. For as far as this world is concerned, I'm reading. As you, you have died and your new real life is hidden with Christ Jesus as if you're born again. If you receive Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, this is talking to you. Amen. Hallelujah. It says in verse 4, it says, When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in splendor and in his glory. It says, So kill the evil desires lurking in your members. <laughs> lurking around amen and it says in parentheses those animal animal impulses and all that is earthly in you that is employed in sin i ain't even gonna go no further read it when you go home amen and you ain't going to string me up when I get outside. Well, did you hear her? She just went off. She just went off. She went there. Well, God went there. I'm just a messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. Amen. He went there for me. Hallelujah. Proverbs 3. Hey, yeah, it's in there. Every question you could ever have in your life. Is in the Bible. Don't tell me God don't speak. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Amen. Y'all learn anything today? Hallelujah. The devil wants you to think nothing serious. God is fake and he don't love you. Those are the biggest lies out today. Amen. Proverbs 3, 5. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Now, that's what we're talking today about, leaning not to your own understanding. This is why God uses simple solutions to answer your big questions. You know, he uses the simple things to confound the wisdom of the wise. Why does he do that? Because you want to run your own life and it don't belong to you. You didn't die for yourself. You didn't create yourself. But you want to run your life. Just let trust God to run it. Amen. He knows what you like. He made you by fine design. Amen. See, someone picking it up. He's picking it up. I threw that out there. Did you catch it? <laughs> Look, he said, 
that's Sheree's brother. Amen. Fine design. Hallelujah. He knows you. He created you. Every person, you know every person is different. Twins are different. Raymond has a twin brother. I couldn't tell them apart for years. And to me now, they don't even look alike a lot. They favor as siblings, but I don't say, how did I not be able to tell them apart? They have so many distinct, different things about them, all unique, but different. Y'all feel, feeling me? Amen. So, honey, God knows every, he created everybody uniquely. Amen. Hallelujah. He's shorter, Wayman's bigger, taller. Amen. So many different things. have different personalities, but we used to get them mixed up, didn't we? But you, you start to understand and see and acknowledge people's characteristics. See, God made those characteristics on everybody. Amen. And he knows you. He knows what you like. He knows what you're all about. Amen. And he wants to satisfy you. He's a good God. He don't give bad gifts. The Bible says he gives good gifts to men, like every good shepherd. He wants to encourage you in business and give you things that you're afraid to, to launch out and do. And you need to be without God. Amen. But with him, you can launch out into the deep. Amen. Trust him, not knowing what, what you may find. But it'll be just what you need, just what you desire, just what you want, because God knows you. Most people, he might not give me what, he may give me too much. Ain't no such thing as too much. People are afraid to trust God because they don't know him. Can't, you can't trust who you don't know. That's the big problem, amen? And everybody say amen. It's still true. Don't know him, don't trust him. Well, he, you know, some people, you know, I want you to meet my good friend. I've been knowing him for 10 years, and I trust him with your life. Well, you just made God mad. Did you know he's a jealous God? He want to be your homie and your best friend, not some other dude that want what you got. Amen. Go figure it out. Proverbs 3, 5. <laughs> Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In other words, you can't figure this thing out. It's not for you to figure out. It's for you to trust God to bring it full circle and give you what you want. Hit it, nail it on the head. You ever had a Christmas gift and it was just what you wanted? God was involved in that. The ones you hate, he wasn't involved in that. <laughs> trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. God doesn't want you to try to figure this thing out. It's called reasoning. When you reason, you're trying to figure this whole walk with God, this faith walk. You know, your Christian, your Christian life is a walk with God. It's a faith walk. And the more you get into it and the more you do it, the more faith you have. That's all this is about. This ain't about you and what God's trying to withhold from you and what somebody want from you and what somebody trying to do to you. It ain't about that. 
It's about God trying to be your friend. He's trying to pull you in because somebody in your family, your children, needs him. He's going to need something from him. It's like this girl. Some, did somebody run into this girl? Some driver? A car just ran and she's in clinging to life. That's when it's good that parents give God some time. Amen. And I believe this girl is going to recover because doesn't her parents know God? They pray. That's why you do this. You don't do it because it's about you and what you want. You do it for those around you. Amen. Those that don't know God. If you think people are crazy because they, 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 they go to that church all the time. Honey, we need to be in here 24-7, 365 for some of the characters I know. Amen. In-laws, outlaws, all of them. It take that long. All the spare time you can give God. Amen. And y'all know it too, sitting back there like you can't hear. Mad and mean. Better receive the word. Because you're going to need it tomorrow. I know that's right. The Bible says in verse 6, it says, in all of your ways acknowledge him. That's all we're doing. Praying for you. Amen. And he will direct your path. You don't acknowledge him, you may be all out there. But one call. See, when you got somebody in your family that's smart enough to sacrifice their life and their prayer time so that your life can be better. You better be thankful. You better go buy them something. Amen. Amen. You know, just bless them. Because they, they can screw up just like everybody else. Amen. And sometimes we do. But we always go back. Repent and go back. Get back on board with God. Amen. That's what life is really about. It's about a sacrifice. What do you want? What's, so, what's precious to you that you are willing to make a sacrifice? That's what this world is all about. It ain't about what you're wearing and what you're trying to get. It's about what are you willing to give. Amen. Psalm 19. That's what's wrong with these crazy kids today. No parents sit up and tell them. I had a Jasmine told me one of her classmates told her, I know what pot tastes like. My mother said it's like uh, wine and beer but a little more kick, a little better. Some idiot going to sit up and describe it to a kid, to a 10-year-old. It's crazy. See, that's the kind of stuff. We, we pray. This is why we pray. Amen. That's why we pray. Because we know what's going on. And then your kids got to go to school with lunatics like that. With a crazy mama. That's why you sacrifice. You got to figure out what's more important. Your kid or your comfort. Psalm, Psalm 19.7. It says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. And the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Now, y'all understand that what we're talking about, how God makes wise the simple. Amen. Hallelujah. Nothing is too deep for you. 
You know, you're on such a, 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 a planet, high planet, that God can't reach you. He uses the simple things in this world to confound those that think they've arrived. That's why God don't let you know which way he's coming. All you need to know is he's coming. Amen. And I don't really care how he comes as long as he comes. As long as I get my prayer answered, I don't care how he does it. Who cares how he does Well, I was just thinking he was going to do it like, I don't care. I used to be like that, religious and goofy. But I ain't no more. God just answered my prayer. I don't care how you do it. Amen. Call your people out and and get them to praying for my needs so it'll be taken care of. But when you got so many, you know, I'm just a perfectionist. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. You know, God is always defying logic. God is doing something so simple it doesn't make sense. Amen. So simple it don't make sense. What do you mean? Well, let's go to 2 Kings. The book of 2 Kings. And I'll let you out of here. (laughs) 2 Kings uh, chapter 5. God is using the simple things. Something so simple it won't make sense. That stuck in my, my brain all night, all night Miss April. Second Kings 5. Uh, let's see, I got First Kings. I know your, multiple, your mobile device gave you the right one. <laughs> Second Kings 5, 1. And it talks about Naaman. Now, Naaman is a, a, a mighty man of valor. A captain in the Syrian army, an honorable man. In other words, he had a relationship with God. Amen. And this is why God sent. How many of you know when you have something wrong, God will send somebody, some, some godly person to answer. But it's still God. Well, I thought God was going to come in the natural. No, you can't. The Bible says no one can see him and die. That's why he sent a messenger. It's up to you to believe it came from him. See, that was those that are, you know, think they got it all figured out. Why don't he come? And you don't want him to come. You ain't ready for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Send a messenger. I'll believe him. Give me a sign. So Naaman was a leper. He was a, a high-ranking official in the army. But the only thing about Naaman is that he was a leper. Amen. Hallelujah. And God was with him. Well, how did he, well, how did he become a leper? That ain't, see, that's re- reasoning again. Thinking with a carnal mind. Why? The important thing is God's healing the man. Hallelujah. Praise God. There was this prophet named Elisha. And he was, I think, with the S's in it, Elijah. And he was under God's authority. He was a man of God. He stayed at the church all the time. Amen. No, that's what they say about us. We at the church all the time. That's what cults do. (laughs) Man. 
whatever. So anyway, Naaman needed a healing and God knew it because he was God's man. Amen. And he was trusting in God to be healed. So let's start reading in verse 1 of chapter 5. It says, Now Naaman, commander of the great army of the king of Syria, was a, a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master because him by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. So this man had won uh, uh, in the Syrian army. So he was highly high-ranking officer. He was also a mighty man of valor. That means he knew God. It says, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out on raids and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. And she waited on Naaman's wife. So in other words, she became their maid. Verse 3 says, then she said to her mistress, if only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria. In other words, she's saying this. I know a prophet in Samaria that can heal Naaman. I've been with this family. I've served, and I, I, I know that he qualifies for a healing. He's a good man. That's all she's saying. Hallelujah. And in verse 4, And Naaman went in and told his master, saying, Thus and thus said the girl who is from the land of Israel. From it says, then the king of Syria said, go now and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. Well, see, it didn't take long for him to get clout. He had clout with the, the king. Amen. So he says, I'll give you a letter and make sure we find this guy so you can get your healing. That's what they're saying. And, and then he was going to give him money. He says, so he departed and took with him ten talents of silver. Uh, 6,000 shekels of gold, then changes of clothing. And then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which said, Now be advised, when this letter comes to you, that I have sent Naaman my servant to you, that you may heal him of his leprosy. And it happened that when the king of Israel read the letter, that he tore his clothes and said, I Am I God to kill and make alive this man, uh, that this man sends a man to me to heal him of leprosy? When they tear their clothes, it's a sign of, you know, a low time or a low point. Amen. He's saying, he's saying look, I don't have that power. Why is he sending them to me? Don't, in other words, don't send no leper up in the palace. That's really what he was saying. That stuff is contagious. Are y'all here today? Let's get real. Verse 8. So it was when Elijah, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, that he sent to the, the king saying, why have you torn your clothes? In other words, why are you so depressed? Please let him come to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Then Naaman went to his, went with his horses and chariots, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha went, sent a messenger to him, saying, "Go and wash." Are y'all here? Verse ten. Elijah the prophet sent a messenger to him, saying, "Go and wash." 
in the Jordan River seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. Well, of course, he didn't like that. You know why? It was too simple. So simple it didn't make sense. Because Naaman thought there would probably be a healing line and oil slung all over him and everybody falling down. Y'all know how we think. Y'all understand what I'm talking about today? Lean not to your own understanding. Now this man, a a man of God, but this is just too simple to be real. Verse 11, but Naaman became furious and went away and said, indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me. In other words, don't be sending nobody to tell me what to do. Come to me because I know God. Y'all know how we do. And stand and call on the name of the Lord. I told you that's what he was looking for. He was looking for, you know, call on the name of the Lord. Amen. Too simple that it don't make sense. He will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God. Not my God, his God. And wave his hand over the place. Are y'all reading with me? And heal the leprosy. That's just how we do. Verse 12. Are not the Abana and the Fairpaw, the rivers, those are names of the rivers of Damascus. So listen. He already got his healing planned in his mind. See, that's why God's thoughts are higher than ours. He's calling the name of these two rivers in the Damascus area. He says, ain't those rivers better? You know why he said that? They're clean water. The Jordan is muddy. Dirty. Stinky. Amen. He says, I already got leprosy. Y'all see where I'm going with this? That's just like telling you, go dip your finger in the city sewer and do ten Hail Marys. Y'all following me? He didn't want to do that. That's why Elijah didn't bother coming, because he knew what it... See, God already told him, don't go, just send a servant. Because this dude is full of unbelief. He already got it planned in his mind. Because, see, God uses the simple things to confound the wisdom of the wise. So simple it don't make sense. Hallelujah. Where where was I at? Stand on me. Okay. And then verse 12, yeah, he talked about, he says, Aren't those rivers in Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. Somebody with leprosy. Do you know people don't want to be around you when you got leprosy? Those people are, see, because he was a, a, an a, official in the army is the only reason he wasn't in some camp. Death camp. That's how serious this was. But he got enough nerve to want to know where he wanted his healing to be. We get like that, don't we? Because we got some kind of pre conceived idea of what's going to work and that's how it is with our lives we know what it's worked don't nobody tell me nothing i already know what i'm going to do and you know because it's going to work for me see just because that was in your mind doesn't mean that that's going to work 
And if it's Satan, it's going to work for a season until he pulled the, the, the wool from under you. That's how he dirt, because he dirty. Stay under God. Stay under God's authority so he can fix things and make it right. Amen? Hallelujah. So this is just about as much power and authority this man had. He didn't know what he was doing. Although he's won great wars. Although he's done great things for the Syrian army. He didn't know what was best for him. Amen. Verse 13. And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then would he say to you, wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan because people begged him to for his sake because you stupid. Amen. Hallelujah. He went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan according to the sayings of God, of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the fresh of a little child. And he was clean. In other words, it was like a baby's bottom. Amen. Hallelujah. I could go on, but I'm stopping there. So simple. It makes no sense. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. We don't want to do things. See, we think we've got it all mapped out. Because, you know, what I know. See, the devil gets behind you and stir you up and encourage you. The devil can put things in place in the natural because he's the God of this world. But then he leave you out on a limb. And Naaman was angry. Because he thought his healing would work in a cleaner body of water. Amen. See, that's how we see things in the natural. Hallelujah. In other words, just go do it. Go dip, Naaman. I don't have time for that. Amen. Let's do one more. Simple solutions for big troubles. Let's go to Luke 5. So simple it don't make sense. Well, I I miss God. I I need a word from God. He already spoke to you. You missed it. Because it was so simple, it didn't make sense. Are y'all here today? All I need is a word. I'm just trying to get a word. He already spoke to you. But it was the simple things that bring the big victories. Luke 5, 4. Yeah, Luke 5, verse one and this is the story of the disciples you all know the story and jesus had just got gotten done giving a message on the banks of the river and this is how he delivered his message he didn't go into church that's where the fake people were amen you know the sadducees the pharisees they had all the money they had the big churches and they told all the lies didn't they well, it's in the Bible. I'm talking word. They took the widow's money. When the word got around town and her husband died, they went and took her house. It's church. Just saying. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling the word. I got witnesses up in here. They read it. <laughs> Amen. 
So Jesus preached outside to the masses so that he could get the word to those who really had needs, not those that could pay their dues and hang in big click. He wasn't talking to them. Amen. Talking to people who had needs. Amen. So Jesus had just gotten finished preaching to the masses, and he looked over and he saw these boats, and he goes to Simon Peter and he says, can I borrow your boat? He goes, take the boat, goes over, preaches on the other side, comes back. And he says in verse 1, so it was the, mul- the multitude pressed about him. That's when he was preaching to hear the word. I didn't make that up. He says the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesis. And, set, and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. So in other words, the fishermen had already went out, went fishing, was finished, and washed their nets. Amen? Hallelujah. Verse 3, then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little Pull out or put out a little from the land. In other words, pull out a little. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Are y'all here today? In other words, he said, look, go out and try again. That's what he says. But it's funny, his wording. He says, launch out into the deep. In other words, you didn't go out into the deep. You didn't launch out into the deep before. Amen. Don't miss it. He didn't launch out into the deep before. He just, they just went fishing. Amen. This time, in other words, go out and fish with some faith. Amen. Launch out into the deep to receive a catch. He already told. So simple. It didn't make sense. And Peter Simon said, look, Jesus, we already been out there. And we didn't catch nothing. Been out there all day. So we washed our nets and we put the boats up. And then here Jesus come launch out into the deep like they had never been out there. But all they had to do is do it. Amen. Simon Peter said, well, nevertheless, God, he wasn't, he wasn't as nutty as uh, naming the leper. He says, nevertheless, at your word, and that's in verse 5, we will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets were breaking. Now, they had just went out and caught nothing. They had caught nothing. But when Jesus said, go out, for launch out into the deep for your net for a catch, he talks just like they had never done it before. Amen. What would you have done? In other words, I would have went back out there like I had never been out there before, just like they did. And he says, launch out into the deep for a catch. Well, didn't I just go? See, you can't use your logic. You can't use your logic when it comes to God. When he tells you to do something, you do it. When Jesus was at the wedding feast and they ran out of wine. His mother told those people who served, he, she said, whatever my son tells you to do, do it. Amen. 
In other words, don't ask questions. When God tells you to do something, you do it. You don't go asking people's opinion. Should you do this or should you do that? When God has spoken to you something, you know on the inside of you. Amen. Hallelujah. And so he went out. He said, nevertheless, in verse four, 5, it says, but Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the nets. And that's what me and you ought to say every time God tells you to do something. Amen. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets were breaking. Verse 7, so they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that, so much so that they began to sink. The boats began to sink. That's how much they caught. Verse 8, and when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus, Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. In other words, he fell down to his feet and repented. Because he's the one said, we already been out there. Amen. In other words, when God says do something, do it. Verse 9, for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish they, which they had taken. See, it's so simple. What was so simple? To just obey, go back out there. Why did he have to bother to tell him, well, we already been out there and we fished all night and we washed our nets. See, he didn't, he didn't want to have to wash those nets again. Well, what's more important? Way, you know, what you catch. See, fishermen live by, that's their livelihood. And so he says they had to call other friends out with their boats because it was, it was enough money for everybody, in other words. So simple, it was <laughs> hard to understand. What is it? So simple. Are y'all here today? So simple it doesn't make sense. Amen. See, God uses simple things. He's not like we make him sometimes. But the only thing is he wants us to reverence him. He's an everyday God, but he wants you to put him first in your life. Why don't we stop? Amen. Well, Father, we thank you for your word. We praise you. And we exalt you, Lord. We lift you up. And, Father, I ask that you bless the people here today. Lord, bless Lauren. And, Father, we ask that you send angels around her. Speak the word of life to her. Heal her body in Jesus' name. And bless Philip, Lord. Heal him. And we thank you, Father. Hallelujah. And we bless you. And we lift you up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we are thankful that you... Speak in simple ways to us so that we can understand, so that we won't miss you. And we thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Is there anyone here that needs prayer? I can pray for you before we leave. Amen.